next coming weeks, I get to eat the food that I want to eat. That's the first thing. <laughs> um, you have well, earned it. Actually, it was the motivation of the pageant that got me pageant ready during the pandemic because I knew if, that if I didn't have anything to focus on, I would just be snacking all the time. I used to be one of those single parents that had to make the hard decision of do I buy diapers or do I buy food? And that's a very hard decision. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Rucker has been competing in pageants since she was 14 years old. She's now 57, and that has led to a milestone. Last year, she became the first person older than 50 to win the Mrs. Missouri title. Juanine is also the only the second black woman to be crowned Mrs. Missouri in the organization's history. And she joins us today to talk about her decades in pageants and what led her to compete in what she says will be her final pageant. So, Mrs. Missouri Juanine Rucker, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, Juanine, you were in Las Vegas last week to compete in Mrs. America. How did it go? Actually, it went very well. Uh, Of course, I didn't come back with the new shiny hat that I wanted, but I still have the shiny hat that I went there with. Um, And I wasn't too disappointed in that because I still have a lot to do for Missouri, Um, even though having a national title would have helped, but it doesn't deter at all. So these are just weird times for everything. Uh, What does a COVID-safe pageant look like? Oh, my God. Now, that's a funny question. Um, So one of the funniest things that happened uh, upon arrival to Vegas, as as we all know, when we check into a hotel, there are just some amenities that we're accustomed to having, Mm -hmm. like a refrigerator or a coffee maker or a microwave. But just so happens they didn't have microwaves nowhere in the hotel in the the rooms um and i literally went out and bought a microwave for my room Whoa. so that i so that i wouldn't have to warm my food um in one of the outlets that, w- that was on the lower floors like um like in the lobby we were on the 21st floor so i couldn't even imagine trying to warm food and take it on an elevator in a pandemic <laughs> to my room yes yeah, so you were trying to reduce unnecessary exposures there just to huddle in your room with your your little cup of ramen <laughs> right exactly i mean I mean, it, it was and the entire time that we were in Vegas, um, I was one of the topics of of jokes and conversation like, hey, Missouri has a microwave in her room. I'm like, I'm charging at the door. <laughs> I imagine that could get you named Miss Congeniality if you're willing to share it, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. So I made a joke about ramen there. I know beauty queens probably don't eat piles of salty carbs the way the rest no, of us not do. At all. No. <laughs> not at all. Was it hard getting competition ready during a pandemic? I mean, gyms are closed. Like, how do you even get yourself in the shape you want to be in for something like this? Well, actually, it was the motivation of the pageant that got me pageant ready during the pandemic because I knew that if I didn't have anything to focus on, I would just be snacking all the time. Hmm. So knowing that, um, you know, at first it was just the state competition that was coming up. Uh, that was one of the motivations to uh, eat better, uh, get, and and there are a lot of things out on on the internet, uh, YouTube and otherwise that you can find for exercise purposes. 
if you have stairs in your home, you can walk up and down the steps for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are things that can be done. So it's not the excuse that some of us may have wanted to make it out to be. Right. Well, no, I came up with the same excuses. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of got to a point where like, OK, I'm really over this workout thing. So. So yeah. you're doing this at 57. You've been doing this a long time. What first got you interested in pageants all the way back when you were 14? Actually, it was not my sole interest. It was my family's interest because I was, well, I still am, a true tomboy, hat to the back, sweatpants, you name it, playing playing football after church with my brothers and their friends. And um, during my, I guess, eighth grade year, um, I my brother played, um, played uh, like, Matthew Dickey football, or he helped coach, I should say. So um, I would go to the park with him, and I ended up getting on one of the cheerleading squads there. And the uh, coach for that turned out to be the um, cheerleader coach for Beaumont High School. And um, she's the one that actually approached my family in putting me in pageants hoping to get some of the tomboy out of me. Hmm. But what it actually did was showed me how to put makeup on and a pair of sweats. So you could sort of uh, bring those two parts of yourself together. You didn't shed uh, no, I the didn't. truth to who you were. No. So back I mean, because on... people, if they see me on a normal daily basis, would never know that I was Mrs. Missouri. Honestly, they wouldn't. Uh, it's not that I'm, you know, have a baseball cap on or whatever, but it's not like I'm in three-inch heels every day and full face of makeup. And no, that's when it's time to be Mrs. Missouri. That's when it comes out. Well, I think it is interesting to mention you definitely have an unusual background, or at least what I would think of as an unusual <laughs> background for a pageant contestant. In that, when you were 18, you enlisted in the Marines. Were there any other uh, uh, pageant beauty queens in, in basic training with you? Um, not at the time, but, you know, funny story about that. Uh, I chose the Marine Corps, and one would think that would be the harshest place for a woman to be, mm-hmm. but actually it turned out to be the better place for a woman to be because even in boot camp, we had to have on what they call lips and eyes, and that was part of our, our uniform. If we didn't have lips and eyes, you were dropping and doing 50. Lips and eyes meaning you had to wear makeup? Absolutely. Eyeshadow and lipstick. It was issued to us in boot camp. Wow. So the pageant was actually good training for what the Marines put women through at that point. (laughs) Uh, Pretty much so. Yeah. Wow. I got to say, I'm just I'm almost speechless by that story there. I, I have to imagine that rule has changed. No, it is still there. It is still there. Wow. Believe it or not, the Marine Corps takes very good care of their women. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we, we are just as hard as the men, but we still have our soft side, too. Huh. It's mandatory. So you liked being a Marine. I understand after that you became a police officer. Uh, Absolutely. Did, did you like that job as well? Actually, I did. I, I really did enjoy that job, um, but due to some things that happened to my son's godfather, who was a fellow police officer, it took a large toll on my son. And going into the police department, my one thing was that when it started to affect my family, I would have to walk away, and that's what I did. Hmm. So what did you end up doing after that? Um, I, as my grandfather would say, I started taking regular people's jobs. Um, I uh, got into banking. I became a uh, manager at a bank. Um, 
And what else did I do? Um, then I got called back into the criminal justice field um, as an investigator for the Department of Corrections. I did that. Um, and again, that was one of those situations that when it started to affect my family, I would have to walk away. Um, mm. And I, I did. And I walked into, literally walked out of uh, being an investigator and walked into culinary school here locally at Forest Park. Um, and I matriculated through Forest Park Community College, got my associate's degree in bacon and pastry arts, got my certification through um, the uh, culinary, the, uh, culinary uh, organization. So now I'm a certified pastry chef. Wow, you have a lot of, of very different marketable skills right here. I'm pretty impressed. Is that, do you feel like this is finally your true calling, or do you see another chapter? Um, actually, there is another chapter that I'm working on um, that's kind of bringing in all of those skills um, uh, with, with the public, basically, uh, and it's in the real estate field. So that's kind of where I'm, I am right now, uh, hmm. and it, it's turning out to be a good fit. Uh, because COVID really took a hit with, with anybody in the culinary field um, or, you know, in the food industry. So you have to stay marketable, and um, you just kind of fall in where you can get in, basically. Hmm. So in addition to this, this this new career you're finding in the real estate industry, um, you have gone back to pageants. What brought you back to them after these <clears throat> years of, of doing other things? Um, well, that... that Oh, that's a that's not a hard one, but it's a, a touchy one. Um, I a childhood friend that uh, I grew up with um, uh, had been following me throughout my I guess you want to call it pageant career, and we kind of drifted apart. Her sister married my brother, um, and that marriage has has since dissolved. But I mean, the families didn't. We didn't stay as close as I would want us to, but we were still in contact. Mm-hmm. And um, not too long ago, we kind of crossed paths again, and we kind of she kind of talked about how she had followed me, um, you know, with my pageantry journey and all of that, and uh, my culinary journey. And she was asking me if I would compete again, and I was like, absolutely not. Those shoes are hung up. <laughs> the dust has already started to form. And she was like, no, 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 you got to do one more. You got to do one more. So at least I can attend, um, you know, and kind of see see you in living color. And, you know, I, we kind of laughed it off or whatever. Uh, it was in the back of my mind, and then very shortly after that, I got a phone call one day after work. I had just walked in the house um, that she had passed away. My mm-hmm. brother actually called me, and I was like, yeah, you, you, you're joking. you got to be joking. So I actually called my sister-in-law, and she was like, no, uh, I've been waiting for this call, and yeah, it, it's true. And I literally just sat in my kitchen. It, it what seems like a few minutes, but it turned out to be quite a long time. I just sat in my kitchen, and when I finally kind of got myself back to some cognitive <laughs> thoughts, um, I literally got up right then and applied for hmm. the um, Missouri America pageant. So that was my motivation. So do you, did you feel like when you were there in Las Vegas, yeah, I'm doing this because of her? 
Actually, I I, uh, I did. Um, um, it was so ironic that while I was there, her picture came up on my, you know, how you have those Facebook memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. During my uh, 10 days there, her picture came up. I was like, okay, I get it. All right. I know you're here. Let's just do it. Hmm. And do you feel like in, I know you've said this is going to be your final pageant. Do you feel like you set out to, to do, that you were able to achieve what you wanted to do going into it? Um, yes, I have achieved the goals that I set for this. Um, but um, during the latter part of my prep for um the national pageant that I just got back from. Uh, God has a funny way of placing angels in your path. And one of those angels showed up and has opened up a whole new, oh my God, a whole new journey almost. Um, So I can't really say that this is my final, final, final pageant, but... um, You might be back. Yeah, I might be back. You never know. Wow, that is that is so great to hear. And, you know, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is um, the contestants in these pageants have a cause. You've got a cause that's very important to you and, and somewhat personal. This is the St. Louis Diaper Bank. What's your yes. connection to them? Well, um, my how I found the diaper bank was through my uh, youngest son, who's still matriculating through high school, and of course he has to have community service. And for whatever reason, he chose the St. Louis Diaper Bank. And as I was helping him to help the diaper bank, I started looking into what they actually did and to find out that there is an organization locally that helps low-income to no-income families get diapers for their their babies and not have to worry about spending that money because it's very expensive to buy diapers, Mm -hmm. as we all know. Um, And then to find out that they also have another arm to that organization, which are the period products. It, It was... I hate to say it, refreshing to know that somebody finally gets it um, because I used to be one of those single parents that had to make the hard decision of do I buy diapers or do I buy food? And that's a very hard decision to make, um, especially when you're not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I'm, again, one of those individuals with the period products, those young ladies that otherwise would just not be involved with things outside of their homes during those times of the month because they don't have the proper supplies to take care of their their needs or whatever or just embarrassed to even ask people for money to to get those supplies but to know that there's an agency or um, you know, some some entity out there that's there to help in those areas. And it may seem very trivial to some people, but people that live in in that in in those places, it's not trivial to them. It is mm-hmm. is their way of life. So to know that there are places out here that you can literally get connected to and get supply diapers for your baby all the way up to toddler size almost. And then, um, well, I won't say recently, but um, Senator uh, Duckworth, Tammy Duckworth from Illinois, Mm -hmm. she has now put legislation out there. It has gotten read on the Senate floor twice now that – Federal money is now, you know, being pushed to get more agencies like this because right now only 23 states 
have places like the St. Louis Diaper Bank. Mm -hmm. And just imagine if we had agencies like that in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. That is such an important cause. Yeah, I can see why this is something that's so important to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, as I said, I used to be one of those those single parents that you know you had to struggle. I mean, because it takes literally close to two thousand dollars to diaper a baby, and if someone is making a minimum wage without this new increase that's coming, can you imagine what two thousand dollars could do other than being in a disposable product? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. just to know that there are places out there to lift that burden. Why not push for it? Well, it's great to hear about that cause that's so important to you. And it's great to hear about how you've balanced being in pageants with all of these other things that you've done. I mean, what what a what a great life you've had. And, and it sounds like it still continues today. New chapters, new pageants in your future. Uh, what are you most looking forward to here in, in the next uh, coming weeks? The next coming weeks, I get to eat the food that I want to eat. That's the first thing. <laughs> um, you have well, earned within it. Moderation, within moderation, um, because this pageant prep, both state and national, has been very, very different because of the pandemic, because the dates kept getting changed and getting pushed back. So what would normally be a three- to four maybe six-month process turned into a year-long process. So um, eating, I mean, there's nothing wrong with eating clean, but every now and again, (laughs) cheese fries or, you know, so um, just being able to, like, I won't say normal, but being able to eat whatever I want to eat, at least for a couple of weeks. But after that, um, We'll see where God kind of puts me at that point and the direction in which he wants me to go, because I have come to learn in these 57 years on this earth that this journey is not really my journey. I'm just the vessel Hmm. in the journey. Well, Mrs. Missouri, Juanine Rucker, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing about that journey. Thank you for having me. And we hope you enjoy those cheese fries. You've earned them. Oh, absolutely. I'm having some today for lunch. Thank you so much. (laughs) This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.